Thank you, Paul. And it's great to be here uh, in your midst and share the Word of God to you. Uh, I mean, it's so different when I see you in Zoom and to see you live here and, uh, you know, and <laughs> it's great to, you know, just be in the midst of you. Last Sunday, I missed it because I was preaching in Swindon. And it was interesting that uh, where I preached in Swindon, they had this screen in front of them, uh, a transparent screen. And I did say to the congregation that I feel like I'm in Holy of Holies and <laughs> there's this curtain in front of me. <laughs> so, but it's great. Um, and thank you, Amy, for sharing that powerful testimony. Um, you know, as you were speaking, as she said that, God ministered to her one Sunday as she was sitting and, you know, uh, God touched her and ministered to her. And I believe that even today that God will minister to you. Amen. God will speak to you through his word, through his spirit. So be open for that. Last time I, on Zoom, I shared about the breastplate of righteousness. Now Paul, in Ephesians chapter 6, he speaks about that we are in the warfare, spiritual warfare. Whether you like it or not, the moment you accept Christ, you are in that spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. And then Paul, he goes on to list, you know, the armor, what he calls the armor of God. And when he was listing all those armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield, of faith, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, and the shoe readiness with the gospel of peace of Lord Jesus Christ. When he was mentioning all those things, in his mind, perhaps he had this Roman soldier. And today we will look into the scripture from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. And he says here, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, as I said, he listed all the armor of God. But then he says, above all, above all the other armor, he says, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You know, if you see in this picture, in the battlefield, a soldier will always have a shield in front. And faith is something that Paul is talking about, that we need to have that shield of faith, you know, to quench all the fiery darts. What are those fiery darts? The first one, you know, is doubt. We all, as we believe in the Lord, we walk, in the, walk with the Lord, we live this life that God has given us. There are times we face challenges. We go through different circumstances. Sometimes we go through some problems, issues in life. And when we go through all that, the enemy's purpose is to put the doubt in your mind so that you will stop believing in God, stop walking with God. 
And sometimes as believers, yes, we believe in God, we trust God, we say that, we have fellowship with one another, fellowship with God, but when it comes to the challenges that we face to believe God, that God will deliver you from your trouble, we kind of start doubting it. Whether it is sickness, whether it is your workplace, your business. You know, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 5. Paul is saying to Timothy, having a form of godliness but denying its power. We can have that form of godliness, but at the same time we can deny the power of God. And the second one is fear. Fear is one of the greatest weapons the enemy uses against his people. You know, Job, book of Job chapter 3 verse 25, he says, for what I feared, it came upon me. And he says, and what I dreaded has happened to me. You see the power of fear? He says, what I feared, it came upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. And that's why time and again, God has to say to his people, fear not, fear not. You know, in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, God says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And today I don't know what challenges you're facing in life. Maybe you have the fear of future. Maybe you have some other fears of life. But let me encourage you and say this to you. God is in charge. God is in control. And he says to you, do not be afraid. Do not fear. You know, in 2002, when I came to England first time, and uh, I happened to call this believer friend of mine, and when I called him, so his wife picked up the phone. And you know, there are certain phrases in Eng English language we use, okay? Now, I was not very familiar at that time with some of the phrases. So when I called up this person, and this person, uh, his wife picked up the phone and said, can I speak to him? And she said, I'm afraid he's not here. And I said to her, why are you afraid? The word of God says, do not fear. <laughs> and that was my ignorance. <laughs> so word of God says, fear not. For I am with you. And then that, the other fiery dart that, that he tries to throw at you is discouragement. Discouragement. Maybe some of you, someone has said something to you. Maybe someone has undermined you. Maybe someone has said to you some negative words. And when you hear those things, it has discouraged you. And it reminds me of Joshua. 
You know, Moses had died and Joshua had taken up the leadership and it was a big challenge for him. It was not easy for him to lead the people of Israel who always complained, who always murmured. It was a challenge for him. And the, on, on the other hand, he had this challenge of going into the promised land, facing those giants, facing the enemy that was going to come against, up against them. And God said to Joshua in chapter 1 verse 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This morning, I don't know what challenges you're facing in life. Maybe you might be sitting there and saying, yes, these are the challenges, these are the issues, these are the problems I'm facing, and those are facts. Yes, it may be the facts of life, but that is not the truth. The truth is this, that God is in charge, God is in control, God has a plan, God has a purpose for your life. And he says, do not be discouraged, do not be dismayed. I will deliver you from all your trouble. And then, the fourth one is guilt and shame. You know, maybe in past you may have failed God. Maybe you did something which did not please God and you're constantly living in that guilt and shame. And that stops you. It becomes a barrier for your growth in the Lord. But God is saying, come to me. I'm a merciful God. I'm a forgiving God. And when you stand before him, you do not stand in your righteousness, but you stand in the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. You know, Ephesians chapter 6, going back to that scripture, where Paul says, above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, if you know something about the Roman soldier, the shield that they were using, it was made of wood, covered with linen, and then covered with tough leather. And on the edges, it was covered with metal. And whenever a Roman soldier used to go in the battle, they used to soak their shield in water so that they could quench all the fiery darts that was coming against them. The word of God says in Ephesians 5.26 that he may sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. So word of God represents the word uh, also as uh, the water. So when you soak yourself with the water, that is the word of God, and all those fiery darts which I mentioned to you, come against you, you're able to quench it by speaking those words of God to your life, to your situation. And I'm telling you, it is powerful. It is powerful. 
You know, I'm not standing here and just speaking to you from the Bible and the Word. I'm speaking to you with experience. The God that I follow, I know He's a powerful God. And when we put our trust in Him, He will never, 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 He will put us to shame. You know, I... Maybe some of you don't know my testimony. Maybe some other time I'll share my testimony. But part of my testimony was this. That I come from a Hindu background. Born in Mumbai in India. And I used to be against Christians, making fun of them. But I, God miraculously saved me. But it was not easy. Now before coming to know the Lord, someone shared the gospel to me. And they said... You know, when you accept Jesus, great things will happen. When you follow Christ, you know, miracles will happen. The promises of God and this and that. I said, wow, wonderful. And I accepted Christ and started following Christ. And I'm telling you, instead of blessing, I was seeing one after the other problems coming. I was facing persecution. My parents, my brothers, they didn't like it. And they brought black magicians who did black magic against me. Two of them, actually. And then one of the, they brought one of the leader from one organization who are anti-Christian and Muslims. And he challenged me. He threatened me. Then my friends, they one day, they surrounded, it, surrounded me and beat me up. And then ultimately, I was thrown out of the house thrown out of the community. I had two pairs of clothes, don't know what to do, where to go. I ended up in a Bible school, and this Bible school was started by faith. And while all these things were going on, in that six months period of time, my sister, whom I loved very much, I shared, I used to share gospel to her. And one day I said, why don't you accept Jesus? And she said, Sanjay, give me one week and I'll accept Christ. And you know what? That one week didn't come. She died in a train accident. Then my nephew, we grew up together of same age. He was killed. He died. One of my closest friends, people used to call us David and Jonathan. And he died in an accident. And all these things happened in the period of six months. And here I am, not knowing my future, what to do, in this Bible school. And there also, you know, I was facing a lot of challenges. Then one day I had this chicken pox all over me. I had these boils from crown of my head to the toe of my feet. Some of my friends, they said, Job on display. <laughs> and one evening, I was breathing heavily. I thought, I'm going to die. And all my friends, they came around me, they started praying for me. And that time I cried and I said, Lord, why me? Why me? And you know, I'm telling you, when you're going through the darkest time of your life, when you're going through that lowest point of your life, God is the closest at that time. And God spoke to me and said, Sanjay, I'm the potter and you're the clay. Don't ask me why. Just yield yourself to me and I will make a beautiful vessel out of you.
and then things started changing. I came out of Bible school, started planting churches, and God used me to plant 14 churches. And then we started the children's work with over 2,000 children, preached in front of 35,000 people, different nations traveling and preaching in television. This is not to boast about me, but to boast about God. You know, because imagine when those fiery doubts were coming against me at, at that time when I was going through all these problems, if I would have given up at that time, maybe the promises of God, the things that God did wouldn't have happened. How many of us we give up and give in? when we face challenges of life. My encouragement to you is this. That's what Paul says, you know, above all, taking the shield of faith. Shield of faith so that you will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Amen? You know, Again, Paul says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you soak yourself with the word of God, that faith is risen within you. Have you ever felt when you meditate on God's word, something happens to you? It builds your faith up. And the second thing about this shield the Roman soldiers they had, they not only just used that shield of faith to protect themselves in the battlefield, but they also used the shield to protect their fellow soldiers. So sometimes they used to, you know, form like a wall with those shield to protect themselves from all the fiery darts. People of God, the shield of faith that God has given you you don't just use for yourself, but for your fellow brothers and sisters in the church. When you see someone is down, someone is discouraged, you go and speak faith to them. You speak the promises of God. You pray with them. You encourage them. I have seen this, you know, within the church, the weapon or the darts that the enemy use is strife, division, and insecurity. And he would like to throw all those things to the church. But you know what? We stand together in faith. We stand together encouraging one another. We don't come here, you know, with that insecurity. We build each other. Amen? build each other. And you know, the scripture time and again speaks about they were of one mind. They were of one mind. And when that happened, great things happened in their midst. And I want to encourage you, church, let us be of that one mind, building each other, amen, for his glory. You know, I will just quickly share this. I mean, I got lots, but I won't do everything today, uh, you know, looking at the time. But here in Exodus chapter 15, we see here what has happened is the people of Israel, they came out of Egypt 
they had seen the power of God, okay? They had seen how God destroyed the Egyptians, how God protected them. They had seen how God parted the Red Sea, and they came out of that Red Sea, and what does it say here? So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Okay, how many days? Three days. They came out of the Red Sea. Just three days. But looks like these people had short memory. When they faced new challenge in front of them, the Bible says, and the people complained against Moses. They forgot everything that God had done. They forgot that. How many of us, we do that? You know, we, maybe you may have experienced the power of God, provision of God, the blessings of God in your life. But then when new challenges come, new problems come, it all goes out of window. You just forget. And you start worrying, become anxious. But God wants us to remember His promises. Amen? You know, faith demands our focus on God. And when we don't, we focus on ourselves and our circumstances then that leads to fear, anxiety, confusion, frustration, anger, and bitterness. I won't go through this whole scripture from Psalm 73, but there was this man of God, Psalm 73, when we read that, you know, maybe the first scripture, It says in Psalm 73, where this psalmist, his name was Asaph, he was one of the person who wrote poems and he was serving in the temple, a man of God. And he says, truly God is good to Israel, to such a pure in heart, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped. Now, definitely he's going through some problems in his life. But we don't know what problem he was going through, but we know his emotions, we know he's expressing his feelings. And he's saying, but my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped. And then he says, surely I had cleansed my heart in vain, and you know, he goes on to talk about it. And then Psalm 73, verse 16 to 17, he says, When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. Have you ever tried to understand your problems? And when you try to understand your problem, it becomes even more painful for you. And that's what the psalmist was going through. But then he says one thing, Until I went into the sanctuary of God, and then I understood the end. You know, the best place to be in when you face challenges and problems in life is to be in the presence of God. There may be time, you know, where you will find nobody around you. Maybe you may have 
1,000 or 2,000 Facebook friends, but still there are times when you can go through that loneliness, that feeling when nobody's around you. The best place to be in is in the presence of God. Amen? To be in that presence of God. And he says, then I understood. And then he goes on to praise God and, you know, exalt his name. And he says, I was so foolish and I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I will continually be with you. And then he speaks, he is proclaiming the promises of God. Just before that, he was complaining, he was casting doubt on his faith. But now his stance has changed the moment he came into the presence of God. Now here he is speaking faith. He's speaking the promises of God. Last, I'll close with this uh, scripture. You know, in Second Chronicles we find about King Ahaz. It says here about King Ahaz that now in the time of his distress, King Ahaz became increasingly unfaithful to the Lord. Now King Ahaz, he went through a distressing time, but the response that he had to that attack of the enemy over his life was to become increasingly unfaithful. What I want to say is this, let us not be like that. Let us be faithful to God even in the time of distress. You know, because we see this scripture here in 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 5. This was the time when David was running away from Saul from place to place and, and he was facing a lot of challenges and he has all these men with him, with their family. So one day they were away and enemy came and attacked the camp and took away his men's wives and children and his David's two wives. And it says here in verse 6, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. In other version, it says David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Now, can you imagine the situation? David's own men wanted to stone him to death. These were the same men who stood with him. They were even ready to give their life for David. But a situation came where they wanted to stone him to death. It was as if David was going through the lowest point in his life when he was facing this challenge. He was the loneliest man on the earth. Nobody around him, his own friends wanted to kill him. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I always thought how he must have encouraged himself in the Lord. Now for David, this was that fiery dart. And David took that shield of faith. He must have encouraged himself in the Lord by thinking about his past, about the faithfulness of God in his life. He must have thought about how God delivered him from the lion and the bear. He must have thought about how God gave him victory over Goliath. 
he must have thought about all the victories that God had given him. He must have thought about the promises of God over his life, what God has promised. You know, the best thing when you face challenges, when you are going through that loneliness, when you are going through that distressing time, take that moment to think about the faithfulness of God in your life in the past. Then secondly, think about the promises of God over your life which God has spoken to you. Hold on to it. Don't give up. And David, he did not give up. And we see the story, just few mountains away, God was preparing a way for David to be the king of Israel. To be the king of Israel. You know, I'll just fast forward this last slide to you. You know, during Second World War, there was a lot of, you know, houses were destroyed and so the Allied forces, they went searching, you know, abandoned houses, cars to see if they can find any life there. And when they entered this one house in the basement, they saw a man, a Jewish man, you know, he was living there in that basement, in that ruins. And he had scratched this inscription or this thing which we read here on the wall. And in that challenging time, he wrote this, I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. I believe in love even when I am alone. I believe in God even when he is silent. What a powerful thing. I believe in God even when he is silent. Jesus, you remember when he was facing that storm with his disciples? He often, Jesus often rebuked his disciples, O oh, you of little faith, O oh, you of little faith. Even in one scripture he said, when I come back will I find faith? And in the midst of that storm, the disciples come to Jesus and wake him up because Jesus, what he was doing? He was sleeping. Now it was not one of those like cruise liners he was sleeping in one of the decks. It was a fishing boat. And I always wondered how could Jesus sleep in the midst of the storm? Then you know the story, he gets up, he calms the storm. You know, one thing that we learn through this story is this, that Jesus was teaching his disciples that we should learn to rest in the midst of storm. If you want to see the fulfillment of God's promise in your life, learn to operate from the place of rest. When the enemy throws all those darts against you to discourage you, to bring doubt to you, to undermine you, take the shield of faith and say, my God is with me. My God has promised me. He will deliver me from all my trouble. 
He is with me. He will take care of me. He will provide my need. He will heal me. Because our God is a powerful God. Amen? Shall we all close our eyes? Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Thank you for your presence here, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for your people right now. Lord, you know each and every one of us. You know our hearts. You know our thoughts. You know our struggles. You know the challenges that we face in life. Father, I pray right now that you'd work miracles in their life, that they will see and experience your power in their life, O oh God. Help them, Lord, to take that shield of faith against all the fiery darts of the enemy, that you'd make them strong, that they will see and experience victory. They will experience the fulfillment of your promise in their life, Lord. I pray, Lord, for each and every one of us here. Father, I pray in the coming days that we will hear testimonies of your greatness and your goodness in our life. We want to thank you for this time. We praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.